And, you know, like Web3 is an ocean. It's, it's going to impact and change every single field and every single discipline. So whatever you're interested in, find a way to bring that into Web3 if it's not there already. And if it is there, find the people who are, who are similarly aligned and building with passion in the direction you want to go. Get involved with those projects you believe in. You don't need a formal role to show interest, engagement, and leadership in this space. Pop into the Discord ask some questions, get active, be a part of the conversation. Welcome to the NFT Now podcast. Every Wednesday, we speak with trailblazing artists, collectors, and technologists about how NFTs are redefining the creative economy and how you can be a part. I'm Sam Heisel. I'm Alejandro Navia. And I'm Matt Medved. And we're on a mission to empower the creators of culture. Welcome to the show. What a special day, man. The NFT Now founding team, Matt, Alejandro, how are we doing? We're doing great. We're doing great. Closing out the year strong. Doing phenomenal, Sam. Doing phenomenal, bro. Like, what an amazing year. What a transformative year. And just grateful to be here with doing this reflection today together. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And just uh, Sam, uh, co-founder, COO here at NFT Now. We got Matt Medved, co-founder, uh, CEO, and Alejandro Navia, the, the president, El Presidente. Um, co-founder, baby. Don't yeah, don't of course. Of course. Yeah, we already know. That's, 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 we that's all co-founders up here. We all co-founders up here. Awesome. Well, I, I, I want to jump right in. I know we have a lot of fun things to cover as we really kind of abstract and look at what happened in 2021. Obviously, it was such a, a foundational year and so much traction, so much momentum in the space. Um, but uh, let's start with you, Matt. I mean, what kind of why is 2021 such an important year for NFTs now that it's coming to an end? Where to begin? Well, you know, look, I mean, I think on, on the face of it, 2021 was the year that the mainstream finally embraced digital ownership. Uh, you know, NFTs have arguably been around since 2014. They obviously received some attention back in 2017 with CryptoKitties and the like. But the boom in sales volume and mainstream attention this year is unprecedented. I mean, OpenSea's sales volume grew from 28 million in 2020 to more than 14 billion this year. Uh, that is a seismic shift in, in user behavior and in uh, market adoption. And what's amazing is uh, we're, just, we're just still just at the beginning. I mean, uh, as of August, when we saw that, that big leg up in sales volume, there were less than 500,000 active wallets on OpenSea. Uh, and there are now more than 3 million active, uh, well, 3 million on the Coinbase waiting list. Um, so this market is only going to continue to grow, uh, and 2021 will be remembered as the first major step forward. I love that. Love that. And Ale, what stood out to you? You know, I think this year more than anything else for me was really about the Renaissance. Like this was really the year that art and photography and documentation and like the actual creator was really focused in. Um, this is where like, for me, in all actuality, when you think about the creator, the digital art, the collectibles, I think this is 2021 will be remembered as the year of the renaissance where creators, community, and digital ownership converged. Yeah, no, absolutely love that. And I think just to, to build on what both of you are saying, I think it's... Um, 
there obviously this this truly explosive growth. There's no denying it. Uh, I remember hearing Mike Novogratz say something really interesting too that industries really grow too as as more smart people really start to flock to them. And I think a lot of really interesting people started paying attention to what was happening in NFTs. And not only was there an influx in demand from consumers, but there was a massive influx in a lot of builders and smart people getting inspired, figuring out how to very thoughtfully contribute to building in the space. I think there's still very, is a lot of clunky user experience that uh, needs to be smoothed out quite a bit to really onboard a mainstream market. But I think a lot of foundation has been laid. And I think one other thing too, is we, we really saw breakout success in the vertical of like digital collectibles, digital art, PFP projects. I think that's very much laying the foundation of just the, the functionality and how this can empower creators that other other sex and other verticals within culture are really starting to pay attention to uh, as that foundational element. So I, I think very excited to see how this uh, further penetrates music, fashion, arts, and these other different creative domains. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's a it's exciting times, and it, it, there's only more to come. Really love that that takeaway, man. I think the PFP community really showed what was capable. I think the infiltration of IRL to URL in terms of like um, the communities activating at Miami Bitcoin Week, NFT NYC that that was just really uh, a really phenomenal time to see the people that we meet. It's like, oh my god, you, it's you, but oh my god, yeah, all this shit. You know, the, having those moments of like URL to IRL were really, really special, and I can't wait to see more of that happen in 2022. So, when we look back at the uh, the year, what are some of the top moments that stood out to each of you? Like, who were some of the artists that stood out? Some of the builders that stood out? Yeah, this is a really interesting question because. There's so many people we can highlight, you know, there's so many people we could talk about and there's so many builders that we don't even know, right? Like there's so many Anon accounts, there's so many people building behind the scenes. Uh, but what really, what really, I'll just, I think chronologically, I'll, I'll do this uh, to, to speak to mine. It's just like the people who have really stood out for me in terms of builders have been uh, definitely Cooper Turley around the DAOs and like the social uh, the social token game at the beginning of the year. He was really bullish with their friends with benefits. Uh, Jess Loss at Seed Club which is really somebody who has been an incredible community builder around DAOs and social tokens as well. And just like slowly but intentionally building communities and helping them empower them to launch their own tokens in that capacity. I think Richard at Manifold uh, is doing so much for artists, especially with their smart contracts and empowering them and providing them with the freedom that they need to be able to mint uh, their own contracts in, in that capacity. Um, you know, Justin Aversano, man, what a story, it, you know, with Twin Flames coming up and trying to sell that to G Money and with G Money uh, turning that whole thing down uh, to really then becoming one of the most valuable uh, for collections in NFTs. You know, I think earlier this year, we saw some of some crypto punks being traded for Twin Flames. I think that was really awesome. And it goes without saying, G-Money, man. G-Money is such an altruist in the community, betting on day one people, betting on people from their very, very beginning um, in that capacity. So I think those builders are really important to highlight. I think the other area that I really would love to touch on is just um, Corey Van Lu, man. Corey Van Lu seems to me like a great breakout star. You know, he has been in the game since last year, early NFT artist, you know, traditional artist transitioned into the NFT space, 
from very early stage on. And as, as you guys know, we helped collaborate with him, with Mike Tyson earlier this year. And I think that just gave him a like really a parabolic rise into the space as a mainstream artist now, right? Like you start seeing him collaborate with Nakudo, trying to do some murals, trying to see some of his art. So I think that was a really great breakout. And then from the business standpoint, for me, it was just like Noah Davis. Can we talk about Noah Davis really quickly? Because like this man is really is disrupting an institution. Like Matt, you say it, like it's over 255 years old institution. You know, usually these institutions move really slowly. There's a lot of bureaucracy. There's a lot of like uh, molasses type movement when it comes to them, especially around traditional art. Like we've always done it this way. And Noah just came in and completely disrupted the game. What starting off with the people sale for 69 million, then putting on-chain sale directly with Christie's, then obviously doing our event with us at, at the gateway. Um, I think that Noah has definitely has a lot of a lot of promise um, and really stood out to me. And then I think as a category, for me, one-on-one photography is finally getting its payday and it's making sure that it's getting its day and and photographers are really going to get their payday. Web2 really raped and pillaged photographers, everything from exposure to we'll do it for exposure or do it for the likes or do it for this. And then maybe you'll get another gig and maybe we'll pay you to now really photography being at the forefront of what we see as the NFT movement uh, for creators and artists. Yeah, no, I absolutely love that. And I think it's, uh, especially on the, the photography side, and that leads very much into one of the, the projects that was most exciting for me too, which was Chimodu. Uh, I'm not sure if you, uh, everybody who's listening is familiar, but Chimodu is uh, this iconic hip hop photographer, really helps craft the aesthetic and bring bring forth to pop culture what the, the image of hip hop was through his iconic photography of Snoop Dogg, Biggie, Tupac, Diddy, like all these, these true legends back in the day. Um, earlier in the, the summer, earlier this year, he minted a bunch of this iconic photography as NFTs. Unfortunately, he passed um, pretty shortly after, but the, the project and the NFTs have actually very much taken on a life of their own. What stands out and what inspires me, and this is a, a couple sides. On one, this is really bringing back power to the creators of culture. And that doesn't necessarily it's the ecosystem as a whole, right? Like he wasn't Biggie. He wasn't this, this A-list talent, but he was part of crafting this community, part of crafting this culture. And now as a, a better, more equitable model to really empower him as a creator of culture. I think what was also really interesting was uh, on the side of just what this can look like as, as far as like a legacy for uh, people as they, as they pass and how you can actually still generate um, income back to the estate, back to different families. So really loved seeing that very excited to see other people that have traditionally been photographers or videographers and that have commissioned their creative skills as a service to other brands really start to unleash that just on a kind of creative vision standpoint i think one other i guess uh builder or a really cool like brand something that i saw in the space that really stood out too was uh there's a company umba daima um, based out of Atlanta, they, they run a portfolio of different brands, one of which is Black NFT Art. They've done an incredible job at really helping ensure that um, as we're building this new world of Web3, we're, we're fostering a community that is diverse. I know there's a lot of opportunity to, to bring power back to the creators of culture um, and really build a new, more equitable system. I think that's not necessarily a given. I think we do have a bit more of a blank canvas as we are able to really create this new community 
community, the, these new different mechanisms of community prosperity. But I think it's important that as a whole community, we're just hyper intentional at making sure that we are leaning into gender, racial, any underrepresented people, really making sure that we're creating equal, equitable opportunity and prosperity. So I think they've been doing an absolutely incredible job. So um, if you haven't already, definitely check out Umba Dima, Black NFT Art. So there's a couple of the different projects that stood out to me. But Matt, what about you, man? Yeah, those are great points. Um, look, you know, Ali touched on it, but the $69 million Beeple sale did more than any other event uh, to move the needle in terms of mainstream awareness of NFTs. That put NFTs uh, onto uh, you know primetime television, into households. Uh, it it put it put it on the map, and it led to um, I think really was a, it was a catalyst event for the, uh, the 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 boom in mainstream awareness and market uh, volume that we've seen. Uh, I also want to shout out Blau's eleven point seven million dollar auction um, prior to that which I think put the music industry on notice uh, that they could no longer afford to ignore NFTs. Uh, I, you know, like to joke that he made every, uh, every music manager work on a Sunday because uh, every artist, <laughs> you know, every artist across the industry was, was calling their manager, wanting to demanding answers, wanting to understand um, how, how this technology could unlock such value uh, in, in a space where, where, uh, artists have not been getting their due. Um, so those stood out, look, shout out to Pac. I think he's doing, uh, they are doing, uh, some of the most innovative drops of any blue chip artists. They're embracing the medium, um, X copy, seeing X copy go from an anon early super rare GIF artist to a blue chip artist with multiple seven figure sales and keep, keep his sort of like integrity intact, um, has not changed. Like you know, is is still is still is still doing um, what what got him there. Uh, incredible to see that. Um, look, the rise of Fuocious, one of the best storylines of the year. Um, I always say Fuo is the first medium native superstar. Uh, obviously, I have a ton of respect for to people in Pac, but they were already renowned artists prior to NFTs. Um, whereas Fuo went from obscurity to seven figure major auction house sales in one year, and it's all due to NFTs. Um, just incredible to see. Uh, a couple other uh, things that stand out: Ixshells, incredible artist, becoming the highest-selling female artist uh, with her "Dreaming at Dusk" project uh, in collaboration with Tor. Uh, I also look one of the best stories of the year: um, the rise of Board Ape Yacht Club, really charting out how a community-driven PFP avatar project can create value uh, and you know prove that you don't have to necessarily be from 2017 or a super OG uh, to succeed in this space. Um, they've, they've provided a, a model that many are emulating. So an incredibly influential moment. And in terms of builders, uh, you know, you, you two covered so many great ones. I just want to add Illustrator to the mix because he's a low-key dude who's, who's done so much uh, for artists in the space with the Sevens Genesis Foundation. He never toots his own horn, so I'm going to toot it right now. Uh, and, and, and shout out to him. Uh, look, D's. Dizfy on Twitter, um, just one of the best uh, community builders in the Twitter space game, um, has done so much for the photography space specifically. Uh, and you know, I'm, I look, I think that there, there's just so many, there's so many people to to shout out this year. Um, I know we missed a lot who who merit inclusion, um, but you know, it just goes to show uh, how quickly this space moves and how much has happened this year. I mean, when you think back to Blau's auction in February, People's auction in March, those those feel like years ago, lifetimes ago, even. 
No, you're absolutely spot on on that front. You know what I mean? I think you guys touch on so many different projects and so many different elements that I think are foundational to the growth. I think these are going to be sustainable aspects. Um, you know, transitioning over to ourselves to kind of shed the light on us, like, you know, what is the mission of NFT now? And how did we do in tracking towards that mission in 2021? I know that, and let's touch base on also what's in store for 2022. I know that our mission is to empower the creators of culture and just want to get your perspective, guys, as to how we did on that scorecard for ourselves. Yeah, look, our mission, uh, NFT Now, empower the creators of culture and help drive mainstream adoption of NFTs. Uh, and, you know, I, I think that we took some really important strides uh, towards doing that, uh, launching the podcast, uh, launching original video, our editorial side, uh, et cetera, bringing together sort of the purists and the tourists in the space. And by that, we mean we want to be here for the people who are working in this day to day, every day in the markets, uh, you know, on Twitter, in the spaces, uh, as well as we want to be there to help bring people into the space and help onboard new users. We're big believers that NFTs are going to fundamentally change and redefine how all creators and their communities create and share value together. Uh, and so to that effect, uh, we want to see the next million, 100 million users come into Web3, come into NFTs. And so being able to put together hand-holding guides, uh, like our NFT 101 guide, like our um, our ultimate guides to crypto punks, to to board apes, etc. Um, these are all important steps to help bridge a gap in understanding. Uh, if you haven't already signed up for our newsletter, uh, you really should. We covered board apes back when they were zero point three ETH. We covered cool cats when they were zero point three ETH. We've been charting the way and helping guide people who are coming into the space um, for the better part of the year. Um, so if you if you haven't uh, plugged in there, nftnow.com slash newsletter, uh, shameless plug, but uh, we believe in what we're doing. And finally, I'll, you know, I'll, 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 I'll save some, some of the other areas for, for both of y'all, but I think it's important that we tell the stories that matter. You know, we, we got the exclusive on Christie's uh, and OpenSea doing the first ever on-chain auction, which we co-curated as the first ever digital media publication to co-curate a major auction house sale. Uh, you know, when Cryptodes was popping in, in the OpenSea volume charts, we interviewed Gremlin, his only, his only interview on the subject. And one of the most mysterious, enigmatic, elusive artists of our times, Pac, did an interview with NFT Now to talk about the merge drop. Uh, so, you know, I think, I think we're doing well and there's, and there's so much more ahead. Yeah, no, I absolutely love that. And I think uh, super exciting and it really is fun to, have the mission truly be this guiding force in all that we do. So just to kind of build upon that, I think it was really exciting just to see that the community support, the community growth, how quickly we've really been able to kind of grow the community that we do have and um, still work to, to maintain and nurture that deep level of connection. Uh, I think the other, the big thing too, that, that really excites uh, me as we kind of think about what worked well and what we plan to continue doubling down upon is that notion of kind of the, the purists and the tourists, right? Catering to both the, the early adopters that are very deep down the rabbit hole, as well as acting as this kind of on-ramp and educational platform for people that are in these other industries and inspired or intrigued about how to engage in the space, but might not necessarily not, uh, know where to begin. So I think through having conversations with people like Bobby Hundreds, Daniel uh, 
Gresham having the gateway and, and really trying to sit at that intersection of music, culture, NFTs, digital art, right? I think we have lots of plans and how we want to continue doing that going forward, um, really pressing into to different verticals and handholding. I know collectively as a team, we're all very excited as 2022 looks like to it's setting itself up to be a breakout year for music NFTs. So I think it's just going to be really interesting as we continue to go into these other creative communities that we're so excited for NFTs to disrupt. What stood out to you, Ali? Tracking on everything that we did to really empower the creative culture and bring NFTs from niche to mainstream was really powerful. Um, I think we did an incredible job at doing that the, specifically from IRL to URL. I think crossing that chasm and that breaking that threshold, kind of that seal, everything from uh, Miami Bitcoin week when we hosted our first barbecue to, you know, hosting our own Twitter spaces to hosting our launch party in September and bringing the community gathering and then just, you know, at our Basel showing up in the gateway fashion and bringing both these, bringing the concept and the theme of and, you know, traditional art and NFTs, you know, the creator and the community, right? Like art and finance. I think those, those really stood out for us. And I think it's just, really about making sure that we continue raising the standard and keeping the standard of excellence through premium delivery. Like Matt touched on this, like our editorial is foundational to onboarding people. You know, when we first started NFT Now, we we solved our own problem, right? I remember just sitting out with the, with the two of you in Jackson Hole and like just being like, yo, where can I go learn about NFTs? Like, where is this guy? How do I on-ramp myself? Like, and it was just so fractured and so self-serving. Right. And there wasn't anything objective that can actually guide you to what and simply what an NFT was like there wasn't a one on one. And if there was a one on one, it was like this esoteric technological breakdown that led me to a Reddit thread that like I was just like, wait, how did I end here? Right. I just wanted to get something uh, very simple and digestible. And that goes to show that our numbers are, are really doing well, man. And I think we're that's what we have to remember, that we are this elevator. Right, we're the elevator of meeting people where they're at and bringing them to where we want to go, and um, having that that vision of duality for the tourist and the purist. Right, like we're doing content that's very incredibly important to onboard newbies, new people, people buying their first NFTs, maybe even onboarding them to their first wallet. Right, like to buying crypto in the first place. Like, and then there's also the the purists that we're addressing. Right, like. These incredible, knowledgeable people who eat, live, and breathe NFTs 24-7. They're the degens of the world. They're the ones who are aping into everything. They're the ones getting the alpha. They're the ones on the discourse. They're the ones in the, in the group. So I think that doing that balance it has done, done really, really well. And on a technological front, I think something that we've done really great has been not bringing Web2 features into our website, into our editorial concepts. Like, you know, it starts off with like the programmatic, like there's no programmatic advertising on our website. And I think that that is really refreshing for uh, a day and age where you go into an editorial website and you just get bombarded with so many different ads and you're like, where, where's the editorial? Where's actually what I came here for? Like, you know, um, and really making sure that we're not tracking our users through traditional pixels. I think that that's also something that has been really awesome because, you know, Web3 is about privacy. And I, I know people will talk about decentralization and publicity and being very public, but to, like that, that's what it does. Like everything being public provides a sense of privacy. And um, I think we did that really well. And I'm excited to see what we will uh, embark on and create and experiment with and in 2022 around these, uh, these topics. So I think when we think further, when it comes to the um, 
the foundations that were built. Um, I'm, I'm very curious because I, I know, like we were saying, there's tons of different infrastructure. I mean, there still is a bit of a, there's a lot of room for improvement as far as streamlining the experience. I know there's also a handful of um, exciting, I mean, like we're very excited to see what some of these big platforms and big players that have kind of been building in silence and stealth mode are, are getting ready to roll out and bring to, to market. When we do think about foundations that were laid in 2021, what really stands out as as far as how that's really setting us up for mainstream adoption in years to come? Matt, you want to take it away? Yeah, look, I mean, I think the biggest thing is public awareness of NFTs. You know, uh, at this time a year ago, most people had never heard of the term. Um, you know, I'm not going to say that most people have now, but I think so many more people are at least familiar with the term and, and what it and, and tangentially what it means. Uh, and there are so many new people coming into the space day by day. Um, so public awareness is a huge foundation. Um, look, I think I think we should take a moment to recognize that, like, you know, up until, you know, last year, crypto art and honestly, even generative art were these kind of like fringe movements that like had these true believers in them, but, but we're kind of, you know, we're not really like recognized or embraced, uh, you know, at, at, as, and, and, and in a way that they had a seat at the table with, by the traditional art world. Um, and we've seen the rise of both movements really prove themselves in a market standpoint. And also, you know, I believe, um, in a cultural and and historical standpoint, um, we've seen the the OGs on Super Rare like uh, like like X Copy and Sarah Zucker and Coldy who who joined at at a, at a, who did it at a time out of passion, out of belief, and out of a desire to use the technology. They never expected to be in this financial position, you know. Like, and we've seen them become these leading artists in the space with major auction house sales. Um, that's a huge shift, and also the the recognition of generative art, which not only has like kind of come into its own with these like blue chip um, projects and platforms like Artblocks, but also lay the foundation for the entire 10k avatar PFP movement that has been such a huge uh, driver of the market boom that we've seen this year. You know, dating back to to CryptoPunks, you know, as as a generative avatar project. Um, so I really want to recognize that those movements kind of building those foundations, they're they're now in the major auction houses. They're now being taken seriously. They're going to be in the history books. I think the crypto art OGs are the new are like going to be seen as like the old masters of art history's next chapter. Um, I think and, and I think that that's a great example of just Web3 challenging old assumptions about the value of creative work. Um, you see so many people on Twitter saying how NFTs have brought back their inner child. Why do they say that? Because we were raised on the lie that creativity can't pay the bills. And I think one of the biggest shifts and one of the biggest foundations that I'm excited about to see being built on is that future generations are actually going to be incentivized to pursue creative paths rather than you know talked out of it because there's no money in, in, in being an artist or, or the like. Um, and that is a direct result of digital art, photography, music, so many of these creative forms being able to gain a new collector base. Um, you know, and so like looking at these areas where we always knew that digital art was uh, you know, a valuable art form, but there just wasn't a, a way to own it in that sense. There wasn't that sense that there wasn't that provable, immutable, trackable digital ownership um, that could create a collector base and elevate. Um, the fuck renders of the world from, you know, using their talents to make visuals for other artists in a services economy 
to being able to build on their own creative vision and build and have collectors, uh, you know, in their own right. And that's that's a huge shift we're seeing. And that genie is not going back inside the bottle. Um, same with photography, being able to see the the Justin Alversanos of the world with, uh, you know, Twin Flames has a floor of 154 ETH right now. That's incredible and unthinkable, you know, a year ago. Um, and look, uh, obviously, a, an area that's very close to to my heart. I know close to our hearts collectively as well. Music, you know, some have been surprised to see music NFTs sell for high prices. I'm surprised anyone ever accepted that artistry was worth less than a penny per stream. Like it's another example of NFTs unlocking the value that has been there, uh, and you know, and that centralized platforms uh, were diminishing and uh, squeezing for their own gain. So, you know, it, I, as I always say, you know, there's, there will be market volatility ahead for sure. But creatives aren't just going to forget that this happened. They're not going to forget that all of a sudden uh, they were elevated in this way and they could build a community in this way and they could monetize it in this way. They're not just going to come on back, you know, slink back to Spotify and Google and Facebook with like their now meta with their, with their tails between their legs. Like that's not how this is going to work. Um, they, this cat is out of the bag. And uh, and creatives uh, are not going to forget the taste of empowerment. And and every day, new structures are being built to ensure that we safeguard uh, those those like hard fought uh, games in Web three. Yeah, it's really spot on, man. I think you really touched it on music. I think that resonates with me. So somebody who's never really put value to music other than as a consumer, like hanging out with the two of you and seeing everything that's happening in the industry. I've, I've actually aped into a few projects myself and that's really quite foundational, right? Like I've started crossing the chasm into passive to active uh, participation in music. So thanks for highlighting that, Matt. You know, for me particularly, I think what was really laid on top of the public awareness has been the way that uh, uh, communities organize. And I think we've all mentioned this and like, um, I'm incredibly fascinated by DAOs. And for people that don't know what DAOs are, they're decentralized autonomous organizations. And these are organizations that are driven by either smart contracts or collective voting or movements in terms of like democracy that really uh, govern around a collective mission specifically. And I think this year we saw, you know, what communities can actually do in terms of economic power and also collective bargaining power in that capacity. So, you know, please or DAO this year really really booked it out of, out of the books, everything from, you know, buying, starting as a pretty much like a novelty project to buy people pleaser art to now having some of the most influential, most significant art pieces in, in the space. You know, they actually bought the Wu-Tang album, you know, and then they have the listening party to it. They, they bought the Doge meme and they, at some point they had like a market cap of hundreds of millions of dollars. And that that's really cultural influence. I think the one that really stands out for me is Friends with Benefits. Um, I think that community is doing amazing work at um, what it means to experiment. Really, I think they're, they're calling it like the city of the digital space, right? Like they're really focused on how they build cities, how to really do voting, how to embrace talent and pay the talent without having any really specific aspect. Uh, or experience around it. It's just like, hey, come help build. We'll do it. We'll see it. And they're innovating. Friends with Benefits are innovating the way that you do NFTs for your uh, for IRL events, right? The interaction, the way that content's done, the token-gated membership aspect that they so created. I think they may have not created it, but they're really known for spearheading it and pioneering it. 
And then really, like most recently, the historic DAO that did the Rolls Ulbricht piece, right? Like that was really amazing. I don't know. I don't remember the, the numbers off the top of my head, but it was really historic that a group of people that don't know each other came together and pulled ETH to buy this Ross Ulbricht to help his mission around, you know, freeing him. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Ross Ulbricht is the founder of Silk Road. Uh, he was, you know, found guilty by the court of law around multiple counts um, through a trial of his peers. And now they're looking into, he's serving many lifetimes against that. So the DAO is really raising funds to make sure that he gets a fair day in court again and gets his light on scene. So I think that that's really the implementation of real world impact around these DAOs has been really awesome. I think really the other thing that really hits home for everybody has been that NFTs change lives. Right, like NFTs created uh, economic upward mobility. They really helped bring people to be able to pay off their bills. You know, I saw we saw so many things, so many stories, uh, both in Twitter and in real life, of people paying off their mortgages, people paying off their debt, people paying their parents' houses off. You know, uh, some some artists even being able to put their kids in private school or finally being able to take care of their own medical and health issues, you know, um, or even as simple as like being able to put consistent food on their table. A lot of people, a lot of artists, you know, the whole thing around starving artists has been very real for a very long time. And I think that NFTs have, have started to help remove that that whole label from the vocabulary. Uh, you mentioned that you did a great job at it, Matt. So I just want to phrase it again, digital photography and one-on-ones and photography. I think we're just starting to see the beginning of that. Um, and I think one of the other ones that have really stood out for me in that in one-on-ones has been super rare. I think super rare bringing the one-on-one uh, concept into mainstream conversation has been really powerful. And then earlier this year with their, with their social token launch, and they're turning it into a down for community curation and creating these like spaces. And they're really disrupting what it means to be a platform around hyper curation. And that's really incredible because it, it, it's a gold star when it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a measure of, of excellence when you get into super rare, right? Like, Oh, you're a super rare artist. Oh, Wow. Okay, great. Like, you know, there's there's kind of like you've earned your stripes in a way uh, in the NFT community. I love that they're decentralizing that and they brought it back to the community. Um, you know, I think the onboarding, the streamlining of onboarding through NFT platforms, Nifty, Bitsky, and Dapper uh, with Fiat on ramping. Right. Like I got onto NFTs because Sam was fucking aping into NBA Top Shot that day. And I was like, yo, how do I get it? How do I get it? He's like, just use your credit card for right now, bro. And I used my credit card. And within 30 seconds, I had my first NFT, right? Which was really awesome. And that I feel like that needs to be more highlighted. That that, that on-ramp of fiat into NFTs is going to be really awesome. Um, and then really like two things to kind of finalize my con my things here is like round it out is like. Non-traditional investment capital flooded into the ecosystem to help build it out. Like we're no longer, um, you know, subject to the traditional investment arms or the family offices. Like community fundraising is very real. And then these the incentive models have evolved from centralized institutions to individuals and creative and creatives and communities. And finally, for me, the big thing that really helped establish all this and it's a double-edged sword has been COVID. You know, COVID lockdowns really helped navigate, like bring in 10 years of 
digitization into two year span time and being at home and being plugged into the metaverse really helped uh, drive the, um, the foundation to harden a little bit more. Yeah, no, absolutely love the all, all fantastic points. And I think very excited to see how those continue to, to evolve. Just to, to briefly add, um, I think there's so much white space. There's still all this opportunity for people to do firsts and break trail. Um, and I do want to kind of pay give a quick nod to some people that I think have done an incredible job at really opening up what utility can look like in this landscape. I, I think a lot of people too, when they think of NFTs right off top, they think solely this notion of like, collecting a piece of art or um, a digital collectible. But I, I think with a, another very big like next step, especially as we hit this mainstream adoption is less of like NFT and the, the value of the NFT being itself and the art that it is, but it really being this membership pass of sorts that by holding it presents all of this other utility. So I think if you look at three different projects, V Friends, the, the recent Adidas drop and Bored Apes, they all bring utility in different ways. Gary V's V Friend projects, you actually get access to his conference, VCon that he's hosting. They're doing airdrops where you're getting other cool NFTs or other projects for free to the community. Um, there's lots of interesting networking and ways to cross-pollinate within the community. For Adidas, you're, you're actually getting merch and very excited to see as that product rolls out even more. I got my fingers crossed for a free pair of Yeezys. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised right where it's now that you have like the Adidas confirmed app. What if it's by holding the Adidas NFT? Now you're able to get effectively ahead of the line when people are trying to get these super in-demand items, right? So there's this, this real interesting way to create lots of value and utility around something like that. And even Bored Apes, right? It's like just ape best, being able to have access to to these really cool events, the um, people starting to create brands around their actual apes, right? Like uh, Gunna just bought this ape butta. And I know there's other artists that are starting to actually release music like through their apes and build them up as personalities. So um, very excited to see all that stuff come to come to light in the, the coming years. And just, I think as we all look into 2022, it's the, the rules are being written in real time. So I want to encourage everybody to really experiment and, and unlock this ability to, to unleash utility because um, I think this utility component is really what's going to foster a lot of mainstream adoption as well. So I think as we start to kind of start coming to a close, I think the one of the last things I want to speak to as well is like just biggest opportunities from your guys' perspective on ways people can really engage in the space, right? This is both artists as well as builders. I think um, even going back to Mike Novogratz's point, like industries grow as smart people come. There's smart people that are interested. Where do you feel there are opportunities to engage and what advice do you have for people that want to get involved? Yeah, it's a great, it's a great question. Look, there are opportunities everywhere. Web3 is a constant, constant, constant uh, stream, waterfall of opportunities. Um, so I tell what I tell everyone is find a niche you're passionate about and double down. Like eat, sleep, breathe it. And you know, like web three is an ocean. It's it's going to impact and change every single field and every single discipline. So whatever you're interested in, find a way to bring that into web three if it's not there already. And if it is there, find find the people who are who are similarly aligned and building with passion um, in the direction you want to go. Uh, get involved with those projects you believe in. You don't need a formal role to show interest, engagement, and leadership in this space. Pop into the Discord, ask some questions, get in, get get active. 
be a part of the conversation. Uh, Twitter space is the town hall for the NFT community. So if you're not there, you know, there, people aren't seeing you. Uh, I th- I, so I think you gotta, you gotta be active. You gotta, you gotta start showing up. Uh, Web3 in general rewards people who show up. Uh, and, you know, as, uh, as, as everything was, the waters were rising with the markets, I had so many musicians hitting me up saying, how do I get in? Like, what, what, what's your advice um, for, for getting into NFTs? For I want to do something. I said, look, start as a collector. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be a board ape. It doesn't have to be a crypto punk. You can start small. Start with art or music or collectibles or any sort of NFT that speaks to you. Because if you start collecting, it shows the community that you're here to bring value and to create value, not to extract value. And I think the, one of the biggest differences between Web 2 and Web 3 is that Web 2 was often about extracting value. Web 3 is about building value and sharing in that value that's being created. And uh, you know, so when you, when you show up, show up in a way that's embracing the space. Um, and as a collector, you're going to get a much better firsthand education in how the platforms work, how the markets work, and most importantly, who are the artists worth knowing, who are the artists worth collecting, who are the artists worth partnering with than you will from reading any number of articles or, or even listening to any number of podcasts. There's nothing that beats doing. So, uh, you know, it's the same, it's the same, uh, it's the same instruction I, I, I gave to, to, to all of us when we first set out on this, on this adventure. Super love that. I mean, I think in, in that same vein, as far as getting involved, just really having that authentic curiosity is the foundation. I think too, even if you think when it comes to like, I, I think we had a conversation on a recent podcast um, and it was like a lot of times when people dismiss NFTs, it's because they, don't fully grasp what's actually at play. And I feel like often when people really do have a deep understanding of the potential, it's people are just nine times out of 10 or 10 out of 10 times like, okay, wow, this really is a game changer. How do we get involved? But I think it does really start with that, that sense of deep understanding and inspiration. Um, Well, as we come to a close, I'm really excited to, I mean, 2021 incredible progress, not only for NFT now, but more importantly for the the community and the the creators and everybody as a whole, I think um, only, only going up, I think very exponential, just continuing to snowball. So um, what's in store for 2022 for, for NFT now and for the, the community at large? Yeah, no, it's a great question. Look, the last thing we ever wanted to build was a traditional media company covering <laughs> NFTs. So um, we are rethinking how a media, how media uh, company, platform, publication uh, can operate and create value for a community in Web3. Uh, and so that effect, uh, we're pioneering what a Web3 membership model looks like. So be ready. Uh, we can't reveal all the details yet. But uh, you know, if I were you, I'd, I'd be sure you're a member of our Discord. and. Uh, Stay tuned. Yeah, the, the Discord is going to be really important, guys. Like I can't stress that enough. But you know, I think one of the most exciting things and most um, we're looking forward to and allocating a lot of resources to is the cultural chasm of bringing uh, IRL to URL through the gateway. I think the gateway was this incredible experience where we did 23,000 square foot and really innovated the way that NFT art was presented. You know, for cultural. For culture implementation. And I think we, we're going to definitely take it to the next level. 
Uh, if you guys thought that our Basel was big, wait until what we have in store. It's going to get bigger. It's going to get better. And it's going to get more impactful. I think um, more sufficient brands in terms of partnerships and development and also keeping the creator and the community focused and as the, as a center. You know, I think for us, it's incredibly important that we continue driving the value that we create to our community and to our users and to our audience and to our fans. And we can't be... Uh, any more grateful for you guys. And so we're going to, everything that we're going to be doing in 2022 is going to go through the lens of community before anything else. Yeah, no, I absolutely love that. And just to kind of build and run things out, I think this, this notion of bridging that gap between the purists and the tourists, I think 2022 is going to be this massive year. I'd still very much equate a lot of the traction we saw in 2021 is, is truly just being the, these early adopters. I think now that these initial case studies have been set, some of the pipes and foundational elements have been laid, these other industries, people in fashion industries, art, music industries are starting to pay attention. I think in, in 2022 um, will be the year when like more of the mainstream market really starts to grasp what exactly an NFT is and how they can engage with it and how they can support their, their favorite creators across different domains. So I think that's very much the, the forefront of everything that we're doing um, as we show case and uplift different projects and educate and handhold and onboard. Um, and then even like Ali said, the, the IRL component of that, I think, um, yes, this is very digital by nature, but the the impact and the, the potential to inspire and, and bring communities together in these IRL formats, um, really excited to do this on, on a very, very high level in 2022. Got some uh, some big announcements that we can't tell you now, but we'll, we'll tell you soon. So um, on that note, really appreciate all you guys. It's, I mean... The, shout out NFT Now team, the whole team at large. Um, shout out, I mean, it's obviously a pleasure getting to work together with you guys. And then I think too, just like the community, the community, the artists, people that are engaging, following, um, just really helping bring this future and the, the potential of this technology to life as it pertains to truly empowering the creators of culture. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I think 2021 may look uh, may, may look like a like a blip compared to 2022. We think about all of the innovation, development, and and advancements we're going to see at the cutting edge of Web3. Well, there you have it. Well, we we appreciate you as always for tuning in. I, I know we're getting ready to round out the year right now, so let's uh, let's everybody make this this 2022 counts. We appreciate you. See you next year. Thank you guys. Thank you.